Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores of Full Press Coverage, Rep the District, and of course, right here from FGT. How you doing, Trev? I'm good, Hakun. How are you doing? It's lovely, lovely. Uh, what's today? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You're already losing track of the days, man. I mean, like, oh, I know there's no football on today, but it's come on. Over the place, man. Everything just runs together, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, I get it. I mean, it's really hard to keep track when there's no actual sports on TV that you care about. So yes. that's cool. That's cool. We're here to take care of that for everybody. And that's why we're here to fill that midweek gap. Hey, I got to ask you this question. Uh, have you ever run a half marathon or a race of any kind, Trev? Yes, I have. Oh, awesome. So let me ask you this. How disappointed would you be if you ran one and then found out after you completed it that you didn't actually complete it, that they actually <laughs> did not measure it properly? Would you be upset? Okay, so funny story because uh, I was if I had this in my head the whole time I was running a 4K, a 4K, a 4K. I ran the race. End up running four miles, not 4K, but uh, so it's not like I can but it was way more than I thought I was running, so there's that. Yep. I can imagine yep. not. I've done that before. Not realizing I haven't finished it when I thought I had finished it, so I couldn't imagine what that felt like. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll think, so I've done that before, too. I've definitely done and it's really ridiculous when that happens, but I've done that before. Yeah. But I also had the scenario where. I actually just this last weekend ran in the Chicago Half Marathon and was found and found out after it was done that they measured it incorrectly because of safety reasons. So it was actually a half mile short. <laughs> and that's like a major bummer. <laughs> oh. Hey, we should still have that there and do it, That's all that matters. I get. I, I feel like I should get my. I feel like I should get my money back because I didn't get everything I paid for. You know what I mean? One of those things. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so that's really disappointing. That's pretty disappointing to go around bragging about finishing it, and everybody's like, yeah, no, you didn't quite make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we should went out there. It's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. And I think the same can be said for the Buffalo Bills and the Chance City Chiefs. They went out there, too, and didn't quite, didn't quite get it either. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, but we'll get there in a second because we got plenty to talk about today, including... Week three takeaways, injuries of David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Tia Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones, and Joey Bosa even. Holy crap, half of the NFL is injured. And then we're going to talk about whether the Eagles and Dolphins are legit, fantasy football waiver pickups. We're going to talk about what happened to you to Commanders this week, and much more, shall we? And let's get rolling. All right, so let's start with some takeaways and the aforementioned Bills and Chiefs, shall we? Because in my opinion, up until week through week two, I was thinking the Bills and Chiefs were on top of the world in terms of the NFL, but they are no longer. Both of them are defeated. They've been defeated. And uh, we're going to talk about each of the time. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. They managed to defeat the, uh, I would think, Super Bowl odds-on favorites, Buffalo Bills, 21-19, to 
in a nail biter that had us all wondering if we were all wrong about Tua and that maybe he is the real deal. And I mean, when I say us, I mean me, because I was never impressed when he was in Alabama. And uh, turns out I'm wrong. And I'm, 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 I'm happy to admit that I appear to be wrong on this one. Turns out, if you add all-world wide receiver Tyreek Hill, you can be successful. So uh, there you go. What do you think here about the Miami Dolphins beating the Buffalo Bills? It, how does it, what does this mean to you for the Buffalo Bills? And what do you think about the Miami Dolphins? Are they legit? Um, I think the Miami Dolphins are legit. I don't want to go ahead and, and rank two up there as a top five, top ten quarterback after three games. Wow. But, I mean, if we're on base on three games, then, yeah, you could do that. But let's be honest, the six touchdown performance last week, that just put him in double-digit uh, touchdowns or something like that for his whole career. He's been in the league for, what, two years, three years now? So, let's pop yeah, our breaks. Yeah. The Bills' secondary is depleted. Micah Hyde's not in there. I don't think Jordan Poyer was in there. They're missing Tredavion White, mm-hmm. too, as well, cornerback. So their secondary is a little depleted. So, I mean, there's that. But he's legit. He's good. But I'm not going to say he's a world beater yet. He's not a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, nothing like that. But he's, he's, right. he's so far this season in three small sample size games that he's worthy of being a starting quarterback and maybe even a franchise quarterback. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And what about Buffalo Bills? How do you feel about them? You worried about those guys? No, I'm not worried at all. Um, I didn't think they were going to go undefeated at all anyway, so it's like it is what it is. Might as well get the losses out early before they start to really count later on in the season. Right, um, right. Um, are they in the same division as the Bills? If they are, they'll see them again. So they have a chance to adjust and hopefully have those secondary back there missing in this first matchup. So I'm not worried about them. They'll bounce back. It's the Buffalo Bills. They've been here before. But – Honestly, yeah. Josh Allen throwing the ball 63 times is a little bit of a, a crazy thing. <laughs> um, they had like over 90 plays and still lost the game. He throws the ball 63 times. They throw over 400 yeah. yards and they still lose. That is a problem. That's crazy. Um, but uh, other than that, they'll be fine. But, you know, this is, what, this is a problem that we had uh, kind of identified early on in the season, and that is the fact that the Bills are really struggling running the ball. I mean, if you look at their leading rusher, it's Josh Allen, <laughs> you know, right. so mm-hmm. that's not great. You know, you don't want your quarterback to be – I mean, so, so after that, you got Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, and during that last game, you know, Devin Singletary averaged 1.4 yards per carry. That's terrible. Zach Moss at 11.5, but he had one long run. So, I mean, it's just not – it's not that great. You know, I think that's the problem. I definitely agree. They need to start incorporating the run game more and start using their, their tight end Dawson Knox more too. He hasn't been um, yeah. the past all these three games. I think he has like nine catches in three games. It's not very good. Yeah. Get, run the more ball which more. the last game. Yeah. yeah. So run the ball more and spread it out some more because teams are going to pick up and start doubling Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. Then what are you going to do? So. Right. Totally agree with all that. And I I definitely think they need to get more balanced on offense. Um, This can definitely happen to you. I mean, Josh Allen is Superman, but not, you know, he can't, he's, he's not going to be able to win every game just flinging the ball around. The Dynamic Dolphins on their, on their end of this, you know, I just really do think that um, they deserve a lot of credit for really putting together a team around Tua and making him successful. But, you know, you never, they also are not balanced. If you look at their rushing attempts, uh, Chase Edmonds, six carries for 21 yards. Raheem Mostert, eight carries for 11 yards. And last week, you know, Tua had to throw the crap out of that ball in order to get him back into the game and win it. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's really good balance either. No, I agree with you. Um, if you, you don't want to make that 
uh, the game coming down to Tua. He hasn't had that clutch gene in him in the NFL yet. He hasn't had a chance to. Um, you don't want to put right. the ball in his hand. So, and you have Raheem Mostert, who was a key free agent signing last year for the running back room. I mean, you had a nice running back room, and you had to cut somebody to make room for him. And when he gets the ball, what, eleven t- or eight times for 11 yards, that's not good. Yeah, so. nothing. They need to find balance. It's still early enough, but for, after three games, they seem like they're legit. After three games, we'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think they need to get Chase Edmonds more involved as well. Though. Yeah. I mean, he's a real weapon, particularly pe- catching the ball out of the backfield, and they have mm-hmm. not been using that. You know, I, I don't really understand it. I mean, if, if I can say anything about what they're doing at the running backs in the Bills side, at least they're using Devin Singletary properly. Uh, they are giving him looks in the passing game, which is really helping a lot. You know, um, they're not doing that on the Miami side. So, Definitely need some improvement there in terms of uh, deployment of their folks. Yeah. Um, but it looks like we're looks like we're in an agreement there. Dolphins are legit, but Bills yeah. we're not worried about. Let's turn to the other side now and talk about those. Um, let's talk about those Kansas City Chiefs because the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, this is just crazy. You know, yeah. in, in my mind, this is like you know, up is down, left is right. Uh, cats living of dogs. Something is wrong with this Colts. Mm-hmm previously tied the Houston Texans and were blanked by the Jacksonville Jaguars, managed to somehow beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17 to on a last-minute TD. And honestly, i got to tell you, Trev, when Mahomes got the ball back with 24 seconds left, my only thought was Patrick Mahomes doesn't need 24 seconds. He only needs 11. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, you know it's, uh, I, was, I was shocked, actually, that he threw an interception, uh, maybe not entirely his fault, uh, and then that was the end of that. So what do you think here? Um, are, are the Colts somehow legit here or and are you worried about the Chiefs at all? Um, I think as that that game is a prime example of any given Sunday. I think uh, yeah. maybe the Chiefs, they could probably tell you different because it is what it is, but I think they kind of overlooked the Colts just because of the past, the previous two games that the Colts played, getting blanked by Jacksonville and also tying right out the gate for game one. They might have overlooked yep. them and thought like, oh, you know, it's whatever, whatever it is, what it is. But they uh they got pushed in the mouth, which happens in the NFL every every Sunday. You'll get these teams who are expected to lose and come out of the gate and do some damage. So I'm not worried about the Chiefs. They don't have Tyreek Hill. Maybe it's a little bit of a chemistry problem still, but they'll figure it out. Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, they'll be just fine. The Colts, I mean, now they're one, one, and one. So like that tie is still going to come <laughs> up and haunt them, I think, in the very end. Yep. Um. So I mean, I don't know if they're legit yet, not either. They don't have. Shaq Leonard, he's still out with an injury, and DeForest Buckner is still missing on the offensive line, and they don't have a real number one at wide receiver still, but they're making it happen. But it is what it is. I think it's just a fluke game for the Chiefs on Sunday. They'll bounce back. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's interesting. I'll give some credit where credit's due. I think the Colts did a great job of shutting down the run, really forced uh, the uh, Chiefs to the air, which I think I thought would play to their strengths, but didn't. But if you look at uh, the overall, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, seven carries for zero yards. Uh, you know, that's, that's pretty effective. You know, their most effective, uh, the, the, you know, seven carries for Jarek McKinnon for 20 yards, 2.9 yards for carry. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, three uh, carries for nine yards. You know, so they really weren't able to get anything going on the ground. And um, it, it's actually kind of interesting because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with a touchdown. So he actually had zero yards and a touchdown. And you don't see that very often. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, I do think that um, give some credit to the Colts defense. But you're right. I, I don't have any confidence that the that Matt Ryan is going to bring them to the promised land. Um, although Michael Pittman clearly makes a difference. Clearly, if, if Michael Pittman's not there, 
this is a, a sputtering offense, even with Jonathan Taylor, who's having a horrible start to the season. 21 carries for 71 yards, averaging 3.4 yards per carry in week three. That's not great for Jonathan Taylor. Um, so you got to wonder about that. And uh, maybe the Colts offensive line is the problem. Mm-hmm. But, um, right, I agree with you, though. Not worried about the Chiefs. Let's go ahead and talk about some other week three takeaways here before we get to talk about your commanders, because I know you really want to talk about that. Raven, so Ravens, by the way, get a nice win. Um, but they almost let it, let it get away from them again, uh, and this time to the Patriots, who almost caught up. Are, are you worried at all about the Ravens? I mean, I, I am going to say this, that Lamar Jackson looks amazing. I do think Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the NFL now. Uh, he had a banner day, 89 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but that Ravens defense, man, there is something wrong in uh, in uh, in the Baltimore right now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't. Sh- I think they're good. If they're going to go as far as Lamar Jackson takes them. Um, usually they're known for their defense to do that, but their defense has shown us in the first three games that they are trash. So um, however, however good Lamar does is how far they'll go. Um, it's kind of weird. The Ravens secondary, they're young and old at the same time. Yeah, Marcus Peters has been in the league for like 20 years, it seems like. He's always injured. He's finally back, but they're still missing Marlon Humphrey, I think. That's key. And then Kyle Hamilton, who they picked in the first round and safety at a Notre Dame, is kind of yeah, yeah. That he's not maybe quite ready yet, but it is what it is. I mean, it's only three games, but they've definitely got some yeah. short up to do on the defensive side of the ball. But on the offensive side, yeah, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, who needs a wide receiver, right? If he just had those two, <laughs> we got it. So um, uh, we'll see what happens. But as long as Lamar Jackson stays healthy and does what he does, they can go as far as to take him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just think that their defense, uh, as a an, uh, just a little bit more on that, is the fact the Patriots, you know, are not a good offense. They they scored 26 on the Ravens. They mm-hmm. only managed seven against the Dolphins and only 17 against the Steelers that did not have T.J. Watt that week. So right. 26 is a lot to uh, to allow the Patriots to score, and uh, I think they need to work on that. Let's talk and very briefly. Denver versus San Francisco, oh uh, Sunday night football. Was that a horrible game? I don't know. I just, I had a hard, I had a hard time watching that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be honest. I mean, I understand they keep saying Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, but he's he's calling the plays. He's not executing them. Like he's not the one out there making the plays happen. So it is on him right. a little bit. But it's also on Russ. Like it's just weird to see Russ play like this. It does not look like he's comfortable. Doesn't look like. I mean, I know it's a new offense, new system, new players, new city, and everything. But like, he looks like it on the field. Like he looks, he's very uncomfortable. Doesn't know if he wants to run or stay in the pocket. And he's just make. I don't know. It's just kind of rocky right now in Denver. But they've got time to fix it. Playing three games. Yeah, I agree. It, it is. It is um, very troubling to me to see what Ross is doing. I mean, first of all, getting beat by the Seahawks, seventeen to sixteen, in the first game of the season. And then barely getting by the Texans, 16 to nine, yeah. Uh, yeah. not great. You know, the one point win over the 49ers, ugly, ugly game all the way around. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I feel like something's got off about Russell Wilson. They extended him too, so they are stuck with yeah. him for quite some time. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I am worried about Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. I thought they would be fantastic uh, with him, with all those weapons, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy and uh, Alberto, and, and it's just not happening. It's just not happening for them. I don't know what the deal is. You know what I thought was funny, though, is that in the post-game interview, Russell Wilson 
was thanking the fans for being loud. And I, what's funny is that half the game, they were booing him. So I'm like, was he thanking them for booing loudly? I wasn't sure exactly yeah. what he was at, you know, thanking them for. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Ross, you might want to double-check your facts on that one. I don't know if you want them to be loud about that. Um, let's talk about those Washington Commanders, shall we? Uh, well, so what um, happened? <laughs> I'll tell you. I was at the game, first of all, so I can tell you firsthand. Okay, uh, good. We, our offensive line is, is, is awful. Carson Wentz held on the ball way too long a bunch of times. Um, it, he was sacked nine times. He was hit yeah. 17 times. Um, the Eagles Ugh. are very, very good. Our defense, I don't know what it is. We have the players, but it just seems like we're out of position every every single play on every single series. Um, I don't like our defensive scheme. That 5-2 is not where it's at because our two, which is the linebackers, are not good enough to be in a formation of five linemen and two linebackers. So we've right, got a right. lot of work to do on defense. I mean, we have a good we, – we stopped teams on third down, which was a huge concern for us coming into the season. Now we've got that shore up, but it doesn't, that doesn't translate into wins. It just translates into a nice stat. So we've got some work to do on both sides of the ball. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback still, but he's got to let go of the ball stop taking some of the sacks, um, try to, you know, throw the ball away so you don't have a sack. But also at the same time, uh-huh. Ryan, you gotta you gotta protect the quarterback back there. You can't give he yeah. won't have time to let the offensive run if he doesn't have time to do anything because he's running for his life. So we played Dallas on Sunday. We'll see how that works out. But the Eagles are legit. Um I'm not gonna go ahead and say they're the best team in the NFC, but I mean under Peter <laughs> three games, but they are legit. AJ Brown with with J, with Jalen Hurts is a very nice compliment piece for him too. Devontae Smith. Yep. I mean, he's a deep threat. He's awesome. So there's yep. that. Yeah, and I and I have to think, you know, talking about the Eagles for a second, you know, Jalen Hurts, he is uh, really on fire. He's averaging over 305 yards passing, 1.3 passing touchdowns, over 55 yards rushing, and one rushing touchdown per game. Per yeah. game. Okay. I mean, the guy is—he is night and day. You know, I mean, last—it was almost. You remember that year that Lamar Jackson started uh, for the Ravens, and he was basically just running two thirds of the time. That's what I felt like last season was for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he has become like the new Lamar Jackson in many ways. You know what I mean? It's right. just yeah. insane. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, it, you know, it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I mean, that being said, I do think there are some problems. Let's pump, pump the brakes a little bit here on the Eagles. I mean, I do think that, of course, the Eagles are quote-unquote legit, but I'm going to reserve judgment. I have November 27th circled in my calendar. The Eagles face the Green Bay Packers that day. You know, right now, and this is no offense to the commanders, but the the record of the teams that the Eagles have beaten are yeah. four and five. Exactly. So it's not like they, they're not world beaters, right? I mean, they, they haven't faced any you know, let's let's put aside how we feel about the Commanders. <laughs> I don't I don't think they beat any really really challenging teams so far. No, you they know? haven't. I mean, so, they, they beat Detroit, but they gave up 35 points, and then they exactly. beat Minnesota, which I mean, it's Minnesota. Kirk Cousins. They just had a bad day. They just had Kirk Cousins had a bad day. That's what exactly. happened. He threw he threw he threw three interceptions in the red zone. That game should have been a much closer game, but for Kirk Cousins just being slightly off. Yeah. Um, and then so. the commanders who just lost the Detroit Lions week before that. So it's like, yeah, they're not world beaters. You didn't beat Buffalo. You didn't beat Kansas City. You didn't beat Green Bay. So until you be a top dog, I can't crown you as a top dog yet. So. 
Yeah, and their schedule is actually pretty nice. I mean, so they face the Jaguars, who might be a little bit legit next week, so that's interesting. But then they face the Cardinals, who have absolutely underwhelmed. Then they face the Cowboys, also underwhelming, although, you know, kudos to them of Cooper Rush being able to pull off wins. And then they play the Steelers, who have been miserable. Then the Texans, who have been miserable. Commanders aren't necessarily shaping up to be great. Uh, right. Colts, we've already talked about. And then you got the Packers, right? After the mm-hmm. Packers, it's a bunch of, you know, you got the Titans, you got the Giants, you got the Bears, you got the Cowboys, yeah, the Saints who are, not, are underwhelming, and the Giants again. I mean, that's really, like, they basically could go undefeated, but it's not really something that I would feel comfortable with going into the uh, postseason. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's if they all stay healthy, too, as well. So it's a long season, but um, against those rinky-dink teams. But, yeah, their schedule seems really soft for for them this year, but they do have a chance to win the table, but uh, me being a Commanders fan, can't get on board. I, 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 I absolutely, board. I, I understand. I understand 1,010%. All right, let's go ahead to the boxing bell on this one. So I want to talk about some uh, injuries because there's plenty of injuries here. I'm going to yeah. name them off, and then I'm going to ask you, Trev, which one of these things bother you the most and what, and, and why? So, of course, David Montgomery, running back for the Chicago Bears, exited Sunday's game early, was diagnosed with a knee and ankle injury. Head coach Matt Aberfluss provided some clarity, saying he's day-to-day and declining to comment on whether he could land an injury reserve for now. We don't expect him to play in at least week four. Dalvin Cook, another top running back now in the, uh, in the NFC North, and he suffered a dislocated shoulder on Sunday, opening the door for Alexander Manderson to have an expanded role. Looks like Cook could return soon. He has a history of shoulder dislocations as well as an unrepaired labral tear. He will likely wear a harness in future games, so it's possible that he will play on Sunday in London. And then DeAndre Swift, another NFC North running back, suffered a shoulder sprain in week three, put him in a secondary role behind Jamal Williams. Head coach Dan Campbell said on Tuesday that Swift could benefit by skipping the next two games, let the shoulder heal, and then return after the Lions bye week. So it's unclear. It remains to be seen whether Campbell is going to follow through with that plan or not. And then turning to quarterbacks, the aforementioned Tua Tagovailoa appeared to suffer a concussion during Sunday's game against Buffalo, stumbled halfway, hit his head on the turf, escorted back to the locker room, spent the end of the first half there, and then returned to the field, started the second half. Looked okay, but the reports are that it really wasn't a head injury. It was more a back and ankle. Uh, When asked about it, Tagovailoa said, yeah, he feels fine, but admitted he was less than 100%. McDaniels says that uh, when, they, when they asked head coach Mike McDaniels about the injury, he said, luckily, that's one of the reasons we feel fortunate to have Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, well, that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement for Tua. Uh, so that may be an absence for him. And then Mac Jones sustaining a high ankle sprain in essentially the last play of the game. Being ruled out for week four, Belichick noted that, he, that uh, Jones made some significant progress over the past 48 hours after suffering the high ankle sprain, but it was not enough to play. Uh, so it's going to be Brian Hoyer. But by the way, Brian Hoyer's actual first name, I didn't know this. I heard this on a, another podcast. It's Axel. Did you realize that Brian Hoyer's Axel? first name is Axel? Isn't that, isn't that way cooler than Brian? I mean, yeah, like, or, why is he not Axel Hoyer? I mean, yeah, that's I cooler. Axel Hoyer. That's pretty dope. Yeah, right? I mean, like, if I, if I was on the defense and I said, oh, it's Axel Hoyer out there, I'd be worried. But Brian Hoyer, I'm like, whatever, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is, but. Brian, if you're listening, go back to Axel, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so of those injuries, uh, David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Tua Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones, are you worried about any of those? And do you think it's going to impact their teams in any significant way? I think the Mac Jones is going to definitely impact the team a lot. 
You got Brian Hoyer. They showed a stat. Um, he doesn't win very – I think he's lost the last 11 games he started as a backup. Oof. That's not very good. Even though he's been the system no. forever, that still doesn't mean he wins. And then uh, DeAndre Swift, that's kind of a blow because that was a nice explosive playmaker in the backfield for them. But now Jamal Williams going to have to tote the rock even more. There's that because Detroit has a pretty good team. Uh, Dalvin yep. Cook, I'm just, I'm just kind of used to him being hurt every year at some point. Sometimes it's <laughs> it what it is. And then uh, David Montgomery kind of the same way. Now Justin Fields really is another weapon, so to speak, in Chicago. New coach, new system. <laughs> so it's just pretty much downhill for him. But, yeah, the Mac Jones is, is a pretty significant one. And I think the one before that, you said Tua? Yeah, man, Tua. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't want to crown him as this, as this world-beating quarterback or anything because he's never stayed healthy, even throughout college. Yeah. to now he can never last a, a season fully healthy. So we'll see. what happens. I think that will be a huge blow, too, if he can't go. Yeah, you have Teddy Bridgewater. He's a nice game manager, but it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I just think it's going to be a massive downgrade. And not, no, no offense to Teddy. It's a massive downgrade uh, if Tua is out. He's just hitting his rhythm. And I think they play on Thursday, so it's very unlikely I think he's going to suit up uh, for that. So interesting to see how that runs out. But, yeah, I agree. Those are all uh, – those are things – I think the quarterback's obviously the most impactful of the group. All right, hit the boxing bell on that. Let's cover our last topic of the day, and that's some fantasy football. I got some pickups for you, man. I want to get your thoughts on this okay. because obviously, obviously, if you if you have David Montgomery, you're worried he's not going to play Khalil Herbert. You got to pick him up. I mean, the guy was bonkers this weekend. Twenty carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns, two receptions for 12 yards. Um, I mean, it was freaking amazing. So. And we all know that the Bears can't throw the ball. <laughs> I yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, Justin Fields is a disaster right now, and they have no receivers. And can you believe that Darnell Mooney had a rec- had a had a record day with 23 yards? Like he literally had four yards in the first two games. Now he has 23 in the third game. It's looking to be pretty bad out there in terms of uh, passing the ball. So, yeah, Khalil Herbert, obviously a big pickup. Alexander Madison, obviously the the handcuff for Dalvin Cook. We know he can be great when Dalvin Cook is out. But the two guys I want to ask you about here are uh, Romeo Dobbs for the Green Bay Packers, 25% mm-hmm. owned right now. He really lit it up this weekend. Rookie wide receivers almost never get Aaron Rodgers' attention, um, but he doesn't have a choice at this point, right? And exactly. eight of his tar- he caught all eight of his targets this last weekend for 73 yards and a touchdown. He led the Packers in targets, receptions, and yards. Uh, I think Romeo Dobbs might be the real deal in Green Bay. And then the other guy is, and this is a little bit more of a flyer because it depends on other injuries, but Russell Gage in Tampa Bay mm-hmm. had a pretty good day. You know, now Mike Evans was out. He was suspended. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones also out. So maybe when they come back, this will change. But he uh, caught the team's only touchdown. He had 87 yards on 12 receptions, 12 receptions. And if Tom Brady trusts you, he will get you the ball. So what do you think about uh, Russell Gage in Tampa Bay and Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay? I like um, both of them because they kind of both are in the same situation. Both quarterbacks don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. They don't have a choice. <laughs> right. uh, Russell Gage coming from the yep. Falcons. Uh, he's a nice spot receiver there, but now he's kind of emerged as another, a top guy for Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady, so I like that pickup, and I do like the Romeo Jobs. Um, they don't have a choice in Green Bay either. He doesn't have Devontae Adams. He doesn't have uh, Valdez Scantling anymore. This and that. He has Alan Lazard, yep. an injury. Randall Cobb's getting old, so you got 
Watson, um, yep. the rookie, and Romeo Dobbs, the rookie, and him catching all eight passes. Something must have resonated from the game before where Christian Watson had that drop and Dobbs had some Yes. Drops. So Aaron must have, you know, said something and the message must have been delivered and re- received because eight for eight. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, great pickups. I like those pickups. Yeah, and Sammy Watkins also out on IR. So, yeah. Green Bay Packers a little shorthanded. Um, and, um, you know, he needs a new receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. Dobbs can be that guy. So, we'll see. I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter is that the Buccaneers – were really hampered on offense, but their defense is still pretty good. So the fact that he was able to connect all those times, I think, shows a lot of trust. Yeah, all yeah, right, that. Brings... Um, how about the well, Raiders are zero and three? That was kind of surprising to me, honestly. Oh, uh, the Raiders! Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, they're zero and three. Uh, Josh McDaniels, head coach, and then Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. Everybody thought it'd be a match made in heaven because they were college teammates, but. The chemistry looks like it kind of went away between college and the pros because <laughs> Adams is, is like missing. Like his name is not even being mentioned in any receiver talk right now. Um, yeah. Uh, Darren Rolowski made a point on the other day on NFL Live that the last game, like six between six and nine times, Derek Carr didn't even look Devontae Adams' way, and Devontae Adams was open. He chose a different route, different wow. reads. So it's kind of something to watch down there in Vegas. I bet Devontae is missing Green Bay right now because. <laughs> well, without Aaron Rodgers, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of interesting though, because remember when we talked about Week One, where Devontae Adams by himself had more receiving yards than the entire Green Bay Packers exactly. wide receiver core, uh, and, and it's completely flipped. Uh, the narrative is completely flipped now. So yeah. very interesting there. And and Matt Collins, uh, kind of massive breakout, yeah. eight receptions, 158 yards. He seems yeah. like he might be a guy. You know, he, he might be a guy there. Be a guy. He's been bounced around a lot in the league, but, yeah, he might be a guy. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I think I think there's some, some room for him to fit in there. And, you know, and if you look at the Raiders, they've lost every game by one score. You know, they, yeah. they lost against the Chargers, 19-24, to 24, Cardinals, 29-23, uh, to 23, and the Titans, 24-22. to 22. So, you know, it's – it's not completely out of the realm. It's not like they completely imploded. You know, they're not the Texans or the Bears. You know what right. I mean? They're they're kind of they're com- they can be competitive, and they got a chance to bounce back against the really listless looking Broncos, uh, and then they got a real test against the Chiefs. But then they get to they get to take the Texans after that, and the Saints. You know, so who knows? Maybe maybe they can actually make a little bit of a rebound here. But you're right; it is a little surprising. I didn't even think about the fact that they're zero and three. It's just that it seems like they're in every game, but they have right. to pull it out. I mean, yeah. I actually think it's great that they only lost 19 to 24 to the Chargers. The Chargers are a legit team when, um, of course, when Justin Herbert is healthy. When he's yeah. not healthy, they are not a legit team <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> all right. That brings us to the end of the show. Let's get the air horn on the show here. Wow, that was quick, man. We really flew through that. There was so much to cover. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, Trev, hey, give us your social media so people can follow you. Yeah, I'm at Trev. HTTC on Twitter. I'm on Rest of District Podcast with Nathan Stoner coming up at 7.30. Yes. You can find me right here All at the right. time with Haku and sometimes the godfather himself, Scott King. And also I do a little <laughs> yeah. with, uh, with uh, Full Press Commanders with George Carmi over there in the gang. So I'm everywhere talking Commanders. He is everywhere. He cannot try. be stopped. No, I cannot be yeah. stopped. It's like our defense. We can't <laughs> stop anybody. I can't stop. I can't be stopped. So there we go. 
<laughs> hey, oh, you know what? We should actually give a shout out to Manscaped, shouldn't we? Because in fact, yeah, they sent us some new yeah. gear. We'll talk shout about this next time. But I'm so sorry. Shout out for the gear. Yep. Yeah, lovely gear. If you don't have Manscaped, go get it. Male Grooming Company. Awesome products. Awesome smell. Good stuff. You will be satisfied. I guarantee it. I absolutely agree. Promo code garbage time. That's G A R B A G E T I M E at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping on your uh, purchase. So yeah, get your Manscaped. We'll talk about Manscaped more later. I mean, we talked about a lot of it last year, but now we mm-hmm. have a chance of some new, new stuff. Yes, and uh, we can talk about that next time for sure. All right. So <laughs> that is what we got, guys. You can find me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time and on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page. As usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And oh, by the way, next week, I believe, Trev, that we will be appearing on the New Zealand radio station, the platform, so with Martin Devlin. So we'll, we'll everyone look forward to that probably on Monday night, and we will update you on our Twitter page. All right, until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Bye, guys.